In fact, quite often in, in Saturday evenings, we're going to be using our Bibles because I, I want to really show even more what God's Word says directly. Okay? I can't speak as good as God. And so um, the more I share His Word, the, the better off it's going to be for all of us because His Word is amazing. His Word is powerful. Every time we open up this book, God speaks to us through these words. These words are um, incredible. These are words of eternal life. And so Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Okay, he, so this guy not only hears the word, he does what? Puts them into practice. Okay, I want to stop there for a second. We'll finish the parable in a little bit. We are in an age so focused on information. Cell phones, computers, information coming all the time. Okay, for example, when you watch a TV show on TV, when that show's over, do you stop and reflect and think about it for a while? Or you watch the next show? Just go on the next show, right? And so in life, it's the way it kind of is. Things keep happening. The information keeps coming in. But we're not taking a lot of time to reflect and think about what just happened. You know, when Jesus worked with his disciples, he told them like a story like this. And then they would talk about it for a while, and then he would have them put it into action. They reflected a lot. And, and so there's, there's imitation. There's, there's information, then there's imitation. Let's say, for example, that you want to become a really good tennis player. Okay? Does your dad say, okay, just pick up this racket, you swing it like this, and, and then you're really good, like just like that. Is that how it works? If you want to be a really good tennis player, what happens? You have to practice and practice and practice and practice. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. It just, it just, it just it kind of grows with you. Eventually, you're playing tennis. In fact, even for those of you that may golf a little bit, what happens when you start thinking too much about your game? It falls apart fast. It's when you're just flowing. When it's just flowing, it becomes the essence of who you are. Then things are really good. And so it says, not just hearing the word, not just reading it, the information what's sitting here, but doing what? Putting it into practice. Okay, that's what God wants. That's a big part of putting God first, is not just hearing the word, learning this word, but putting it into practice. And it goes on. It says, the rain came down. I relate to that one today. The streams rose. The winds blew and beat against that house. It did not fall because it has foundation on the rock. The rock is the word, Jesus, the fulfiller of this word. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice like a foolish man who built his house on the sand, the rain came down, the stream rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Okay. So every foundation in this life that is not based upon Jesus Christ is what? Sand. Are you hearing me? Sand. You want to put your trust in a stock market? It's going to soften to what? Crash. You want to put your trust in cars? Cars also crash sometimes. They fall apart get old, break down. Everything in this life is temporary. 
And so often, even though we may believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and I want to make it clear, if you believe that Jesus, he lived, he died, he rose, you're going to go to heaven. But I see a lot of Christians that don't have a great life now because we sometimes have false idols. We still put our trust too much on things that are only temporary. When God wants us to enjoy those things. Because what happens is when we put our trust in those things, they start to become our what? Our God. Maybe small G-O-D. They become attachments to us. And when things are good, it's like, oh, it's, it's so, things are great. And then something happens that goes wrong, goes south, it's like, oh, my life has fallen apart. And what happens to our lives? We're like this. We're just like up and down and up and down. God does not want us to have to live that way. He wants us to enjoy what he's put into our possession, but he doesn't want us to worship it, worship those things. And the more that we put him above all things, we eventually come to the point where we can start enjoying this life a lot more. When Jesus, in his word, he talks a lot about joy. In fact, even in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, it says, be joyful. How often? Always. Be joyful always. Why would he say that if it's not possible? It's possible the more that we put him first. And it all falls, begins to fall into place. So what does this look like in our lives? What does it mean to put God first in our lives? How does that look? Let's say, for example, um, in our work. If you put God first at work, how does that look? In fact, what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to, you're going to see a video about somebody who learned to put God first in their, their work. And here's, so please watch the screen. You'll see an example of what it looks like.
An example of putting God first at work. You're not working for a paycheck. Yes, yeah, that's, that's a, a part that you get for your, you know, God provides for you for your, your daily bread, so to speak. But you're working for the glory of who? Of God. You know, I, I got to be honest with you. I think a lot of people compartmentalize their lives. Okay? It's like we have this long checklist of things we go through. And, okay, did my, my worship. You know, did some praying. Um, but God really wants us to enmesh our faith into what? Every aspect of our being. Okay? When we leave here today, you know, a little bit, um, the worship service goes on. Okay? We came to worship God. A lot of people think, okay, I went to church. I go to church. Yeah, we go there to worship. But then Jesus said, go to what? Go make disciples. Live it out there. Live it each and every day. Live it at work. Live it in your neighborhood. Live it when you go to the restaurant. You know, live it in every situation you come across. And the question is, how do we, how do, we do that? 
It's, I know a lot of you are reading, you know, through the life journals. I think about 300 of us are, are going through the Bible over the courses here. And if anybody wants to, to jump in, we have more of these life journals. And I, I have a blast. I've done this, you know, you know, I think it's like the 10th time I've gone through the Bible in a year. And every time I go through it, it's just, it just gets more and more fun. And right now we're going through the book of Acts. And I just marvel when I look at the life of Paul. I marvel how every part of his life is enmeshed in his faith. In one situation, this last week's reading, he was in prison. Okay? They put him in prison for doing nothing wrong. Um, what happened was there was a, a guy that made false gods. He made these silver gods, and because Paul was leading so many people to know Jesus, the people stopped buying this guy's gods, and he got mad and caused a riot and had Paul thrown in prison because he wasn't making as much money selling his silver gods. And there in prison, God allowed for like an earthquake, and, and he was, um, the chains came off, and he was leaving, and the prison guard, for those of you that might have been reading, what was he going to do? The prison guard was about to do what? Take his own life, because he thought, I'm toast. If he gets away, I'm toast. Paul sees and says, don't do that. Don't do that. He says, right now we're going to your house. And so they went to this guy's house, shared the love of Christ with him, baptized his whole family, and then rather than escape, Paul goes back into the prison because he wants this guy to get in trouble. Next day he gets freed anyway because he's a Roman citizen. They arrested him properly. But um, what's amazing is, is how he cares about every single person that comes his way, that his, his faith is enmeshed in everything. And my question to you is, how can we do that more in our lives? What are you going to do? Because here's my theory about sermons, after preaching sermons for 31 years. We have the same mentality sometimes when we go to church as if we're watching TV. Okay? When you leave worship, are you thinking about, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do different? And I think part of the problem is sometimes we as pastors give you, again, we're just following sometimes maybe the world's model too much, a lot of information. What you need to see is imitation. You saw that in this video. You can see more of that from me in my teaching is that I want to share with you information, but I want you to see how it's done. In fact, over time, even the service here, I want some of you to share what God's doing in your life. Okay, I want you to start, I want to start prepping you for that right now that I want to see the service become even more interactive. That I think sometimes we need to hear from each other what God is doing. And I think it's, it's a powerful thing. So, you know, if you sometimes have a story you want to share, something God's in your life, call me up. Talk to me. I want to let you share that, what God's putting on your heart. But what is God going to do in your life? What's going to change when you leave here today? How do you put God first, for example, when you're watching TV? Okay, what should you be doing? Maybe think, okay, um, am I doing, am I watching this TV the glory of God? Okay, I got to be honest with you. My life is starting to change about sports. Okay, I got to be, I've always loved, I love sports. I always will love sports, okay, but not like I used to. I'll be honest with you. When the Minnesota Vikings would lose, I was, I was bummed. I was just like, oh, they lost again. But does it really matter? Does it really matter? And some of the things that we put emphasis on, is it really that important? You know, but to watch things like sports or things and, and just at the same time be thankful for, wow, the abilities that God gives to people. You know, when I was in college, as part of a national championship soccer team. And the best part of winning the championship was afterwards when we got in the middle of the field and we prayed and we gave the glory to God. And that was, that was really cool. 
If we worked so hard, we gave God the glory for that championship. For those of you who watched the national championship football game this last year, Clemson, I'm not sure if anybody watched the national championship game, um, Dabo Sweeney, the, the head coach, what did he do? The first thing he did when he got that microphone, what did he do? Gave the glory to, to Jesus Christ. That's pretty cool. And then a lot of his players shared, and a lot of them did what? They talked about their faith in Jesus Christ. That is cool. To use the platforms that God gives you to talk about Jesus Christ and about what faith means to you. And to think about that on a daily basis. What does that mean for you when you leave here today? How can you do that at work? In your neighborhood? In your family? At the restaurant? Maybe what we need is a question in our mind that as, as we go through each thing in life, how am I going to put God first in this situation? Stop and think before we act. Okay, we're, we're thinking about saying something to somebody. What would God want me to say? How would he want me to act? And I've got to be honest with you, sometimes we're going to mess up miserably. And Jesus forgives us. But we're forgiven, then what do we do? We keep on striving to bring God the best. Because, you know, again, if you believe in Jesus, he lived, he died, he rose, you're going to heaven, Right? But he wants you to have a better life now, and the more we do things his way, according to his word, the better things get. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, take every thought and make it obedient to the word of God. Love that verse. Begin to think how? Scripturally. Okay? You want to be a great tennis player? It takes a lot of what? Practice. Our number one calling is to be a great what? Christian, a great follower of, of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage us in our lives to, to take that even more seriously and realize that the more that we do that, the more our life is going to make a lot more sense. And it's going to be a lot more fun. And you're going to start enjoying the things you have more because you're not going to worship them. When you put God first, everything else makes sense. The universe aligns itself the way it's supposed to be aligned because God made everything, and his way is the best way. And so, as I close the message today, I want you to be thinking, what am I going to do when I leave here today? How am I going to grow in my life of worshiping God? Maybe my life and being his word, my life of prayer, my life of service. Maybe God is putting something in your heart right now. Even if it's just one thing, one thing he's putting in your heart tonight, I want to encourage you to begin to implement it today. And right now, we're going to take about two minutes. I want you to stop and think and pray. And think about how, maybe if God's putting something in your heart right now, I want you to pray about how you're going to act on it and put it into practice starting this week. So let's take, take some time right now to pray and how we're going to put God more first in our lives.
Lord God, Heavenly Father, we're not used to quiet. We're used to going a million miles an hour. That's the pace of the world we live in. But you call upon us to to not let the world determine our path, but you call upon us to let you lead our path, to put you first, to put your word, to put your way of doing things first. And to realize that you call us to do that because you love us. You've opened up the way to heaven. Through you, Lord Jesus, we're saved. But you want us to have a great life now. Help us to realize the key to that is to put you first. We thank you for this rain. But Lord, as the rain comes and nourishes the ground, and the ground just swallows it up and celebrates that water, Lord, help us to be the same way in receiving your word into our lives that It helps us to flourish and blossom, to be more the people you call upon us to be. Help us to strive more in our lives to put you first in all areas. We praise in your name. Amen.